Hey guys, um, welcome to the first of these podcasts. So what I'm going to try to do in these podcasts is go through all the basic information that you need uh, to succeed in your exams in the summer. So I'm going to try to break it down, explain it quite quickly, and hopefully this will be helpful to you. Um, if you can think all the way back to September, we started looking at our first topic, which has got the very happy, very snazzy title, The End of Life. Okay, so the first topic we looked at was the end of life, and that's the first one I'm going to cover too. This is split up into three sections. First is body and soul, the second is life after death, and the third is funeral rite. Now, I'm going to start with the first of these sections, body and soul. So just to keep you on your toes, just to keep you guessing, this is split up into two further sections. Uh, the concept of soul and the relationship between the body and the soul. So let's start. Uh, what is the concept of the soul? Well, the soul, according to Christian teaching, is the belief in the part of a human being that lasts forever, that cannot die. According to Christians, the soul is something that, when your body dies, carries on after death. Now, this makes it pretty special and pretty important. So let's see how Christians get to this. Well, in the Bible, in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, we get some really important teachings that help us with this. The first is in Genesis 1.26. In Genesis 1.26, Christians are told, or Christians believe, big problem, that humans are made in the image of God. The fancy way of saying this in Latin is they are made imagio dei, which means in the image of God. So if humans are made in the image of God, they are made as a kind of reflection of God's nature. This indicates there's some part of human beings that is special, that is part of God. And this is sort of confirmed in the next chapter of Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, when we, we hear the account of God breathing the breath of life into the nostrils of Adam. So for many Christians, this, these, two, these two key passages, um, Christians being made in the image of God and Adam having the breath of life breathed into him from God, through his nostrils into him from God, um, are seen as evidence of the soul. So there's this, the soul is seen as this special part of a human being that comes not from us, but from God. And this makes us unique, it makes us special compared to the animals, because unlike animals, human beings have a soul. So this is significant because it means that human beings are separate from the animals. It means there's something about human beings' existence which is distinct, something unique. Okay? And that unique part of the human being, because it comes from God, because the soul comes from God, it cannot die, because God's member is meant to be all-powerful, omnipotent. But God, an, an all-powerful being couldn't die. So if we have part of God's breath in us, if we are made in his image, there's part of us too that doesn't die. And for Christians, that part is called the soul. Now, the soul has some special properties can't see the soul it doesn't weigh anything you can't do experiments to test it which of course scientists would criticize immediately and we'll come back to but for christians the soul is seen as being infinite but it's also considered to be invisible and it's considered to be immaterial so immaterial means it's not made out of any stuff so the soul isn't something you can see or something you can identify it doesn't rest in a certain part of the body or anything like that it's something that's doesn't take up any space but yet it's supposed to be still be part of us so the fancy way of describing that is to say that it is spiritual it's not physical it is spiritual okay so the, the body is considered to be physical but the soul is a spiritual being soul is immaterial has isn't made out of stuff 
whereas the body is made out of stuff, so it is material. Soul is considered to be infinite because it will last forever, whereas the body is considered to be finite because it will die and it will waste away. Okay, so the first section is the concept of soul, and that is the concept of soul. But we're already getting onto the idea of this relationship between the body and the soul, which is the second part. Because if you've got this relationship between a physical body and a spiritual soul, that's the sort of the clash or the tension between where can we find the soul? Does it weigh anything? Does it, um, you know, can it? Can you point it out on a graph? Can you do a scan and find it? Well, for Christians, the answer would be no. You can't do that. Now, of course, scientists would not be very happy with this. They would say that anything that you can't point to, anything that you can't prove with evidence, doesn't exist. So for scientists, like, for example, Richard Dawkins is a very prominent atheist scientist. He would say that you can't point to the soul, you can't weigh the soul, you can't measure the soul, you can't experiment on the soul, therefore you can't prove the soul exists, therefore the soul does not exist. If you can't run an experiment, then you've got no reason to believe it exists. What Dawkins would say instead is, is that the soul is a way of humans trying to understand consciousness. And that consciousness is something that comes from our physical bodies and doesn't have any unique, any spiritual dimension. So you've got, on one hand, you've got the idea of the soul, of this thing that comes from God. But then what you've also got is, in modern science, is the idea that no, there's no such thing as a soul. What there is, is this idea of consciousness which is humans' ability to sort of, you know, self-reflect, to look back on themselves. But a scientist would say that consciousness comes purely from our DNA, purely from our science, purely from the makeup of our brains. Whereas for a religious person, the soul has to come from outside, it has to come from God. So that's the key difference between these two things. You've got the consciousness, which is this part of us that comes from our own bodies, somehow is, you know, created through our own genetic makeup and our own brain chemistry. And then the soul, this alternative idea, which is that we have something that comes from us, something that's special that comes from God. Okay, so the soul is a very significant religious belief because the soul is the means by which humans are allowed to have eternal life. So if you think of the Christian story and you think of what Christians, you know, are told is going to happen to them when they die, they're going to get to get, get, to, get to heaven, they're going to be saved and so on. Well, this obviously, the whole belief relies on life after death. And the soul is the mechanism, the way in which life after death can happen. Of course, think back thousands of years, you know, people thousands of years ago weren't, weren't idiots. They realised that when people died, their bodies wasted away and rotted. They realised that the body alone couldn't be the vehicle by which life after death happened, because they could see that bodies, once dead, started to decay. So the soul makes sense because it gives a vehicle by which some part of us, our essence, can continue after life. Of course, the problems with this are is that if you can't see it, how do you know it exists? And that's what, that's the real challenge, and that's the challenge that science poses. Um, and there's, this is a challenge, of course, that Christians have to answer. So there you've got you've got the the concept of the soul, this idea of the part of you that lives forever, the spiritual part of a human being that lives forever, and you've got the relationship between the body and the soul, which is where you've got the physical body and the spiritual soul the evidence the key evidence you need for this section is the two very famous quotes from genesis genesis 1 26 27 which says that we are made in the image of god which suggests that our nature is somehow a reflection of god's nature that our soul is a reflection somehow of god's uh, god's person and secondly the uh, cha the chapter, the first big problem from um, Genesis two, 
which says that God has breathed the breath of life into Adam. That's where the soul comes in because it's been breathed into humans from Adam. So this is important, of course, because it shows that we are special and that we are unique. And it's very important for Christians because, of course, the soul is the means by which we are able to have a better life.